you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hi and hello football fans, your old pal Dave Damashek here. Make sure you check out the Dave Damashek football program. You can watch it on YouTube, NFL.com. You can listen to it on iTunes or Stitcher or NFL.com slash podcasts. We look at the world of pro football and the game called life. Fantasy Freaks and Geeks, what's up? James Co. here alongside my Fantasy Live podcast mates. MG, my guy, Marcus Grant, what's up? What's going on? The whiz kid from Wisconsin, Alex Gelhar. What's cracking, man? Just getting rehydrated after uh, being in the desert for Coachella all weekend. <laughs> I would have thought you were very uh, hydrated. Well, no, man, it just friend. drains you out there in the sun, standing all day. Sure. Like, you, uh, you, get, you get drained pretty quick. Okay, I like it. Hey! Hey there! It's the return! Of the Fantasy Hall of Fame. What's up, Michael Fabian? What's going on, boys? All right, man. we got a big show in front of us here today. We're going to be talking about uh, 2016 rookie quarterbacks. We're going to be talking about best and worst fantasy schedules. Uh, according to FPA, I'm assuming if you listen to this podcast, you know what FPA is. That's what I'm assuming. I don't think there's too many. Um... Hopefully not. It is fantasy points against, though. So Just in case. The amount of points that were scored against a given team. Uh, over the last season, and that's because last week we had the magnificent reveal of oh, the NFL schedule, schedule release show. Uh, what did they say? I saw some interesting thing. There's like, a, there's legitimately a trillion different options or something. I mean, that wouldn't surprise me. Uh, now I got to be honest with you. I know that they try to blow this up to be like some kind of like very complicated scientific. First, of all, come on, guys. Half the games are against your division. <laughs> well, you already know It's just all about <laughs> when they're playing. It's like, okay, how, how, di how difficult can this be? I mean, do we need I mean, I think they, to, I think they, they put in factors like they don't want teams traveling too far and too much distance. Unless in a you're row. the Raiders. 
Unless you're the Raiders. Right, I mean, that's wasn't one of the teams <laughs> that is going to China actually playing, or, or is it London, actually playing it's going to London the next week? And they don't get a bye. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. But they, uh, but, they, but they wanted that. They wanted a bye later in the year. Oh. Yeah. I don't know, I don't, I don't I don't know if know. it was the Jaguars. I don't remember who it was. No, but it yeah. wasn't that. And I believe some... your beloved Cowboys have a stretch of like three games in ten days or something Wonderful. crazy like that. Wonderful. Uh, Tony Romo's collarbone holds up. It probably will not. Uh, so <laughs> we will be taking a look at quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, uh, possibly some tight ends as well that have the easiest schedules according to the 2015 schedule. And then we're going to get to the fantasy mailbag as what, well. What? A lot of great submissions via the fantasy mailbag. So we'll be get to that. It's been but, a little while, so oh, we got to hear from the people, you know. Absolutely. We're a podcast. We are a podcast of the people. And we for the hear, people. And for the people. we got to hear from the people as well. Uh, and then, of course, we'll have daily daps. Um, all right. Well, let's get started, man. Uh, no, I know normally we do some news, but there's not really much news really that's fantasy relevant. Out there and the big news yeah. that there was a trade for the number one overall pick really impacts our discussion on quarterbacks, anyways. Oh so. yes, absolutely. Can, can I throw out? I threw this out on Twitter last night. And okay, there was a ton of people who responded to me. So just hear me out. I'm connecting the dots. So the Rams are going to take Goff at number one, right? Okay. The Browns wanted Goff, can't get him. They trade out of number two. Okay. Right? So Robert Griffin the third is their quarterback. The Eagles trade up. They draft Carson Wentz. Okay. Uh, Doug Peterson is enamored with him. Loves okay. him, right? Uh, Eagles don't need a quarterback. They trade Sam Bradford to San Francisco, so he's reunited with Chip Kelly. The Niners then in turn trade Colin Kaepernick to the Broncos. Can I opt out of this deal? Wait. I mean, <laughs> I don't want to say that. I mean, is like, that, is that not... out of the realm of no, possibility? No, it's not. I think what you're saying is that this that one move could set off a chain yes. of events yes. uh, that will be felt yes. What That would be insane, huh? Imagine that. Imagine, I mean, like five or six or, different franchises. Or they could right? just put Sam Bradford in the deal to go to the Browns if they do move up. And That's a good point. Then the Browns have a quarterback competition Listen, with those two guys. If the and Browns, then because, <laughs> and we'll then because Sam Bradford is Sam Bradford, he's going to get a 10-year extension. <laughs> or Brett Favre comes I mean, out of retirement. <laughs> <Brett Favre. laughs> are, are, <laughs> under this scenario, the Browns are just collecting underperforming Heisman Trophy. Well, no. See, I mean, they just, they just cut ties with the Johnny Bra- Manziel. Hey, there you go. RG3 and then getting Sam Bradford. I, I would say, I like I would say the Browns Where would Where is be, Debo? The Browns would have oh to be God. stupid to, to – Take any trade that includes Sam Bradford, but I mean the Browns. Let's, are, let's get are, Sam are, Bradford. Are the Browns, but I, they're they're just compiling picks. That's what they would be doing in this instance. I would love to see uh, them get Tim Tebow. Oh boy, um, pair him with uh, man. They're gonna they're gonna make Heisman House in Cleveland. This is gonna that, be great. That would be hilarious. <laughs> All right, we should get into these quarterbacks though. Oh my gosh. Let's yes, start. Absolutely. Let's, let's start, start with Jerry Let's start with your boy, James. My guy. Tell us about him. You're the one who watched him the most because you watched every Cal game. <laughs> I watched every Cal game that was possible. They didn't play on TV that much, but that's okay. Uh, but, no, yeah, Jared Goff, I mean, look, uh, there's a reason why uh, he could possibly be the number one overall pick to the L.A. Rams. Uh, the The kid's got great height. Uh, I, I refrain from using size because he's so skinny. Uh, that is something that you, you think that he's going to be able to put on um, – as his career progresses, a lot of folks are a little bit worried about how thin he is, especially in the lower body. Um, and I get that. I absolutely get that. Um, for me, I think he's a smart guy. Uh, he, he, he's a guy that loves to get into the classroom. He loves film. Um, and he's just a football nerd. That's what he is. He loves football. He thinks about football. He talks about football all the time. Uh, and I love his arm. The, 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 he's got a very live arm, uh, lots of arm strength. Um, all the arm strength that you need at the at the NFL level, and that's a, again, people who worry about arm strength. That's another thing that you can develop 
uh, as a pro, it's not like you come out of the womb and you're firing off, you know, and nine that, to mile per hour. Yeah, and that's unless, it. Unless you're Brett Favre. <laughs> I know, yeah, unless, unless you're, you're Brett Favre. Favre. Exactly. A lot uh, of Favre talk <clears throat> in today's podcast. Weird. Uh, if there is a concern, uh, he's not a good bad weather quarterback. No, and I, I like Goff a lot. Like you said, he's smart. It's his uh, his decision-making and his anticipation that was seemed to be the best, most of these guys that I watched at the NFL Very level. accurate. Um, and he he's accurate. He'll stand in there and take a hit. He'll like there were a couple good. I forget which game it was, but he took a big shot in the pocket, but hit a perfect deep ball. I think too. Um, he was a very accurate deep ball passer overall. I think he completed like forty four percent of his deep deep throws. That's amazing. Which is very good. And like you said, he doesn't have as strong of arm of Wentz, but he can make all the throws. He can get it outside the hash. He can go deep. So so Goff's Goff's a good looking guy. And if he were to land with the Rams, though. I mean, is anybody taking a shot on him? No. I mean, he's, he's like a DFS, matchup-based starter. But in real football terms, there's a lot of drama around this draft now because of what the Rams did and what could happen. I, I fully expect the Eagles to trade up to number two and get Wentz. So, uh, but but what's what's going to be the, the telltale of this draft is, are these players actually going to live up to expectations? Because typically, um, I, I would say more than 50%, of the quarterbacks drafted in the last 10 years in the first round have been busts. I mean, we're, we're talking about Robert Griffin III, right, had a good rookie year, but he, he was a bust. I mean, E.J. Manuel, Christian Ponder. You know, I, listen, the list goes on and on yeah, and on. I mean, I so the Rams are taking a huge risk, but it's it's dramatic and it's fun it's, for the fans. It's it's for the funny take, thing though. is, I don't think – I don't think I, – I disagree with you 100% on this. Mm-hmm. Both of these guys, Goff and Wentz, they are football nerds. They love this game. So no other studying. quarterback in the last 10 years no, no, was no, drafted no, no. in the first round no, no, listen, listen. are football nerds. No, no, listen. They're, not only are they football nerds, but they also have the skill set. Those guys you mentioned right there, EJ Manuel, everyone knew he was overdrafted. Christian Ponder Christian was Ponder was ugh. All right, wait, wait. Let's I mean, go back. Really? Let's go back to Jamarcus Russell. I mean, Mike Mayock loved him. Again, not okay. a football nerd. Okay, but I'm not saying, a football nerd. I'm saying everybody loved the guy. So what I'm saying is when you combine the passion – with the skill, I don't think either one of these guys. I don't think is a risk. I, I feel oh, like boy, I, I, I disagree think, with you more. I think these guys will be good, not great quarterbacks. There you go. I don't think there's. There you I go. don't think there's. You know, an Andrew Luck type guy in this draft. Although I will say, as you were running down the list of concerns with Jared Goff, I feel like there are concerns that can be fixed. Like you know, worried about his frame and and him being too thin. Look, an NFL weight training program consultant. <laughs> I know, you know exactly. Um, when you're not having a study. Uh, right. I mean, you know, for finals that 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 can be solved. Right. You talk about him being a, you know, not a good bad weather quarterback. That's right. Um, you know, I know one of the things, you know, Mike Silver uh, here at the, at the NFL wrote about how the Rams went out and watched him throw. It just happened to be a rainy day in Berkeley. He spun the ball well. They were really enamored. Not to mention the fact that look, Troy Aikman was notorious for, oh, not, yeah. for not wanting to throw a oh, wet yeah. football. I mean, that was like his thing about you know, making sure that the ball was dry all the time, and he found a way to succeed. So I think these are things that – this is what happens when you have that two extra weeks before the draft because then you start nitpicking. Then you get stories about Teddy Bridgewater's knees not being wide enough. You know what I mean? <laughs> Let's just draft already and get this over with. That is such a classic draft story. It really is. Like, really? We're talking These aren't yeah, wide right, enough. Exactly. Like, Thin lower on. body. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, li- I like golf. I mean, for, di- for dynasty terms, too, these are guys, neither the, neither 
I mean, you usually don't draft a lot of quarterbacks in the in a first round of a dynasty rookie draft, anyways. But these are guys you could take a shot on if you need a passer of the future in like the sec- second or third round. I'd rather probably. have Wentz because he can run with it a little bit. I mean, he yeah. had 12 touchdowns in his last two years uh, with the Bison there, so uh, he, he would be the guy that I would draft. But man, I'm, I'm telling you, it, it is. <laughs> For for every uh, you know Andrew Luck uh, and you know he's had a couple of good years. Uh, we'll see if he can continue that after being a disappointment last year. You know, for every Andrew Luck uh, or Russell Wilson, I mean, there's ten guys out there like J.P. Losman and Christian Ponder and Achilles Smith. So we'll see what happens. Wow, he dropped a Japes Losman. On- I remember love him. it. Remember him? I, I remember, love I it. I remember him from his days at Venice High. Are you kidding me? Oh, oh wow. there we go, oh, buddy. Um, <laughs> right, I, can, wait, can I ask you about this? Whoever the Rams take, whether it's Goff or Wentz, doesn't this help Todd Gurley? Uh, yes, it should. I mean, hopefully this guy comes in and is a step above Case Keenum, who right. as, much as, as much fun as he is to watch on occasion, he's not exactly the most consistent passer. Right. But it's nice also, too, you get Todd Gurley, you get a young quarterback. Hopefully they get some wide receiver help later in the draft, too. Yeah. And well, uh, I think, then, I think then the, they can start cooking. I think as much as you can have cook to... in Jeff Fisher's offense. But. <laughs> I think you may have to wait until next year. Uh to add some wide receiver help, I I think you know it. Look, it's it'd be great if uh, if every team could address every need every draft. You can't. There's there's some good guys that could take in round two. Or, I, well, I mean, granted they got got rid of all their picks, so they'd be looking at somebody in round four. Or That's five. right. Yeah, yeah well, I, exactly. And I, I think they do have other needs as well. The big winner, uh, the so big the winner fun- in this draft though, is going to be Marcus Mariota. Mark my words. Why is the, that? Because the Titans have what six picks in the first seventy-six. Oh, okay. okay, I see what and you're saying. And they're going to use those picks, you know, obviously to improve their defense a little bit to help the offensive line and yeah. maybe grab a wide receiver. Sure. Uh, th- they could be they could be a team that has more fantasy value than a lot of people might give them credit for with Mariota potentially becoming uh, a, a more than a matchup-based starter. I agree. DeMarco Murray re-emerging as an RB2, not an elite running back. Uh, Delaney Walker is always going to be right there in the conversation sure. at tight end, and a lot of people like Doriel Greenback. Oh, I love Doriel Greenback. So if you add a wide receiver to that mix, maybe it's not going to be one of the top five or six. We'll see what they do with that yeah. pick in the first round. You still got Kendall Wright there, too. Yeah, Let's man. not forget him. Contract exactly. year for Kendall Wright. Contract year for... Uh, it's a contract year for Kendall Wright? It is, yeah. It I'm is. investing heavily. Whatever. All right. So uh, <laughs> they could add some weapons what? and they could add some help <laughs> on the offensive line and MG, Marcus Mariota can benefit. Yeah. Look, I tried to ride that Kendall okay. Wright hype train for a while. I feel like we've seen the best of him. Whatever. <laughs> Marcus is salty this morning, but let's go. Let's go to Carson Wentz now. I like it. Um, the you know, Bison. Think about Carson Wentz. Okay. You know, we just spent a lot of time talking about Jared Goff and yeah. kind of projecting him to the Rams, but I did see something interesting in that. Maybe the most successful season Jeff Fisher ever had as an NFL head coach when he got within, you know, what, a yard or two of potentially a Super Bowl championship. He had a quarterback who was a big, mobile guy. From from a a small school. school. From from the FCS. Uh Uh-oh. Wait a second. Steve McNair. Could Carson Wentz maybe be that guy to help get Jeff Fisher back to the promised land? You know, and I wonder, too, you know, I know there's a lot of reports, a lot of rumors right now um, about Goff going to L.A., but, I mean, we are in smokescreen season here. Are oh, we yeah. Not? I mean, I wish the Rams would just come out and say it, but they're doing the draft thing and <laughs> dancing around. Like, it would be great if they just came out and were like, this is our guy, we're going to take him. Cleveland, you're on the clock. Be nice. Yeah. But they won't. But anyways, like Wentz, like you said, he's a bit—he's a bigger guy. Fabs mentioned he can—he's got a little bit of wheels. He can run around. Yeah. When they talk about size, like he's got that prototypical build. He's yeah, like he six five, like yep. roughly two forty. 
they always talk about like he's well distributed, which is a weird like the the draft community, the draft season gets really oddly specific with with bodies and things like that. Oh, but sure. bubble, you, you look at him, yeah, on the bubble, he he looks solid throughout. He's a big guy. I mean, there's highlights of him trucking people into the end zone when he's running, and he's got a he's got a huge arm. The one thing um, with Wentz that he's gonna have to get used to is adjust I think it's a big one is adjusting to the speed of the NFL game because he had the confidence I was just watching him yesterday for prospect today which you can read all our prospect things nfl.com slash prospect today he's good at he's got the arm to beat cornerbacks and guys on out routes and on back shoulder throws however he's gonna have to get used to not throwing against guys from you know Weber University and stuff and when that's Patrick Peterson or Richard Sherman, right. if he's if he's in the <laughs> NFC West, or you know if he goes to the AFC North and he's throwing against like Jimmy Smith at all, like he's gonna have to be aware that those guys are bigger and faster and yeah, get I, used to that. I remember uh, on uh, yesterday's NFL HQ, Elliot Harrison had said that the last uh, per, the last kid to come out of you know a, a non D one school and actually have success, uh, who was a high draft pick, was Ed Tutal Jones. I mean that was a long time ago. Well, Joe, so, Joe Flacco did it too from a, from an FCS school. Yeah, Delaware mm-hmm. came out of Delaware. Yeah, especially he wasn't the number one overall quarterback too. Yeah, but but there there is there to me there's a little bit of cause for concern there as well. I mean you mentioned Steve McNair coming out of Alcorn State. That's another example of a quarterback from a smaller school who uh, did quite well in, in the NFL. And I like Wentz more than I like more than I like Goff because of his ability to run with the football. But neither one of these guys is lock, stock, and barrel guaranteed to be. Uh, a solid NFL quarterback these days, you know those guys don't come out very often. I mean, how many how many times have we seen guys like Andrew Luck actually meet expectations mm-hmm. uh, in the National Football League? Uh, so, I hope they both succeed. It'd be great for our fantasy analysis. But what I what I absolutely love about Carson Wentz, he he's got some advanced intermediate throws already. You mentioned that back shoulder. <clears throat> That's a that, that is such an advanced throw. Yeah. Um, but what he can't do very well is throw it deep, at least from the four or five games that I've seen of him. And and that's the other thing about Carson Wentz. There's not a lot of tape on him because he hasn't played all that much. Um, he had a lot. He had a he, he had a big time injury that kept him out of, of a bunch of games. Uh, he wasn't the full time starter just to start out. So it, it's interesting. Not only does he come from a small school, it's also relative to some of these other guys. Yeah, I mean, it's a la- small sample. Last year he only threw just about 200 attempts, which in college seems is pretty nothing. is pretty small. And right. the year the year before was his better year. Right. His junior year in 2014, he had about 360 attempts, 25 TDs, 10 interceptions. Uh so that's that's where he had the, the more complete tape, but yeah, I mean, he's another one of those guys that's just uh he's he's the people love the whole package and uh think they can mold him into uh the quarterback of the future. If I if I could make a pro comparison, and I don't know if it's fair, but I'm going to do it anyways. <laughs> he reminds me a lot of Ben Roethlisberger. Big Ben uh, and Blake Bortles are the ones that are thrown out too. Sure, the, the tall, like big body, big body, like built guys. I think with a, a big good arm. solid arm. Um, and especially, I mean, you got to remember too when Big Ben came out, uh, he was not a polished thrower oh, no. at all. No, uh, he's not the Big Ben we see today, which is he's amazing. Too. Remember that Super Bowl? Uh, the, the Steelers Seahawks won that Super Bowl in despite, spite yeah, yeah, yeah. of what Ben Roethlisberger did. I think he had nine completions in that game. I think I think Seahawk fans, uh, and there's no, there's very few old school Seahawk fans, but old school Seahawk fans will tell you the refs. Yeah, yeah. Help the Steelers. Yep, yeah. The holding Win call. Them. Sorry, yep. to, sorry to pour salt tonight, Wincy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's dive into. Yeah, Paxton. but they've done pretty well the last. Right, three years. let's dive yeah. into Paxton Lynch and, and get on with our lives here. 
So, uh, Paxton Lynch, what's funny is we've kind of gone in like a uh, – it's like the cell phone bars right now of height because we had Goff, who's like 6'4", Wentz, yeah. 6'5". Now we get to Paxton Lynch, right. 6'7". And the dude can run, too. He's got he to can run a move. little bit. Yeah. He can move, and he's good out of the pocket, too. Like, I, I haven't dove deep into him. I need to watch him more probably this weekend. But um, he's great, like, on rolling out to his right or left. He can shift his feet and his hips and get good passes. Right. He's big, which you always like. I mean, that's – you know, they always want size to see over your offensive line. Because uh, very few quarterbacks break that mold of being shorter and and succeeding at a high level in the there's, NFL. There's very few Russell Wilsons and, and Drew, Drew Breeses of yeah. the world. You got you got to be tall otherwise. So Lynch has that. He's got a good arm, and uh, he's a guy that I know he has a lot of fans in the community. And his pro day, if you remember, like pro days are normally like they're in shorts, like it's perfect conditions and stuff. Right. The wind was whipping it was at pretty, Lynch's. It was thing. pretty rough that. And he was he was dropping dimes all over the field in there, like going deep on deep outs and stuff like that. So he's he probably he might have the best arm of the bunch in this draft. And it'll be interesting to see some, a lot of people have him pegged as like uh pick for the Broncos at the end of the first round or if they don't get Kaepernick, if right? If they don't get Kaepernick the or Bills maybe, might even, want maybe even if they do, why not why not get another guy? Yeah, right. Bills could, somebody could trade back up. So Lynch is an interesting name to watch too in the in those in the dynasty circles and uh if he gets a starting gig and gets with a good team Maybe somebody that has uh, some streaming appeal. I'll tell you what. If if he gets down to the Jets, Ooh. it could get dicey. That could be interesting. It could get dicey uh, if he gets down to the Jets. Because, well, again, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick has not signed. I speaking of which, uh, yeah. an update this morning. Please. Brian Hoyer, uh, yeah. weather pending, is trying to get out of Houston. Well, he's obviously been let go by the Texans, but right. trying to get from Houston to New York to meet with the Jets. Stop. So if the, we- <laughs> the weather <laughs> in Houston <laughs> obliges, no, be, uh, stop. So yeah, I-, I want Hoyer to go. No. To the- I want Hoyer to go to the Cowboys, so we don't have to worry about drafting a quarterback, and we can actually focus on winning a division this year because it's right there. It's right in the cards. So you don't believe in Bryce Petty, huh? Bryce, he's done. The right. Jets, the, the Jets are are done with him. Hey, look, I Gino got Smith to, done. I got no, I got no done, right? this. Done, right, exactly. done, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, you hit it right on the head. <laughs> Fitzpatrick, has got to go back there. He does. He's got to go he back does. there. No, you're right. No, you're right. No, you're right. You're absolutely. No, I mean he's just he, he's trying fit. to get every penny that he can get out of him. Um, can I say this about Paxton Lynch? And this is what I love. Sure. Um, his completion percentage uh, has risen dramatically since his freshman year. 58% his freshman year, 62% his sophomore year, and last year almost 67%. Mm -hmm. That's really good. That is really good. Um, Considering what they asked him to do, carry the ball, carry the offense, do all those things, to still be able to make the runs and also to be able to make the throws at a very high percentage, uh, to me, is very impressive. And like you said, He's got the size, he's got the speed, he's got the arm strength. He's such an interesting prospect. He'll be he'll be a fun one to watch. I know I was uh, I was talking about Goff and Wentz a little bit on Twitter, and uh, Derek Class, who's uh, he's one of the guys of draft Twitter, not like he doesn't have a huge following, but he's he's a sharp mind when it comes to grading quarterbacks. Said Lynch is actually his favorite of of the bunch. So I've heard that. It'll too. be it'll be interesting. I've to heard see. that. It'll be interesting to see how it all shakes out. I'm, I can't wait to watch round one of the draft, and especially if those two go early. And then, you know, there's all those other teams that could need a quarterback at the end. There will, there will be some drama um, on the back end of that first round uh, when it comes to quarterbacks. I don't think there's any question about it. All right, let's talk about FPA, shall we? Do some schedules. Yeah, man, the schedule release show happened uh, last week um, uh, to great interest. And I know I was, you know, kind of sort of making fun of the whole process because so much, so much of it's predetermined. you got to just figure out when they're playing these guys. But that's okay. 
what we did was we kind of, uh, and, and Mike, I know you broke this down. You, you've written a bunch of columns on this already, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> basically, like, analyzing 2015 right. uh, FPA. Now, I know, of course, there's a lot of off-season changes and a lot of different things happen um, in that time, but that's okay, man. Basically, <clears throat> how much change can you really make, right? I mean, Well, it's the same thing as strength of schedule. Sure. Right? I mean, there's uh, no question. Th the Cowboys are considered a great matchup for 2016 based on 2015's 4-12 and record, but that's not the case. So, but it is, it's a nice gauge. It's, it's not going to be the be-all, end-all of who of the you puzzle, should draft. It's a piece of the puzzle, is what I like to exactly, say. Exactly, exactly. It's, it's a piece of the puzzle, and maybe it helps you determine a sleeper, or maybe a quarterback that's going to be a little too highly drafted because he's got some tough matchups. Barring a coaching change, I, I'll say this. I honestly think that FPA is uh, a better gauge than, than strength of schedule. Cause, cause, yeah, I, I, could, I could agree with that. I mean, barring a, a coaching change. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, let's take a look. I, I mean, look, here's the thing. The NFC East, they're bad. Defensively, they're bad. They were terrible. They're so bad. And as a result, if you play in the NFC East, mm -hmm. you have you a pretty favorable spot. Yeah. Right. You've got every one of the NFC East quarterbacks are in the top 11 based on FPA. That's uh, amazing. For a favorable schedule. Now, the New York Giants, I mean, they spend, what, $200 million right. in, like, in like two days right. on defense? Sure. So they should be better. But the Cowboys, I mean, they haven't done much to their defense, you know, before the draft. The, the Eagles, oh, the Redskins, oh. So we'll see. The, but it's very favorable. And then those teams, uh, the Cowboys play the Browns. Okay. Uh, so that's going to be a favorable matchup. So you could legitimately, if you put your faith in FPA. Okay. Uh, you could wait to draft Tony Romo until after probably the eighth round uh, and not take a quarterback. Right. And then. Unless you're playing in Dallas. Having the faith. Having the faith that the collarbone holds up, he could end up being a top ten fantasy quarterback <laughs> easily. Can I just say next this? season? There's a zero percent chance he stays healthy. A oh, zero okay. percent chance. If okay. I, I mean, if I, I, I get the waiting until the eighth round or ninth round to get Tony Romo. Heck, tenth round maybe. Yeah, uh, I would back that up with another quarterback immediately. Oh sure. <laughs> well, like, no, that's like, what I would you go. Do. I would go back to back quarterback. Take, oh, yeah. take Eli Manning too because right. he's got right. he's got Beckham. He's right. probably going to take another wide receiver relatively high since he just spent all that money on defense. Right. And also, what's nice about something to remember about these teams that were more towards the bottom of the NFC East is like. While Washington has a favorable schedule, they also have to play all the best teams of the other divisions, like yep. the Packers, the Steelers, everything like that. The other teams get to dodge that a little right. bit. So, like, Eli Manning could be a good one. To and the Giants, could they could get Treadwell. They could get Doxon because yep. those receivers are going to be available when the Giants are up. Treadwell's stock has fallen a little bit. Oh, yeah. Oh, so so round the Giants could end up being the first team. Treadwell's falling in round receiver. two. That's the rumor now is that he's going to slip into round two. Ay ay ay! It's because he had such a poor showing at the combine. The, yeah, the the forty. And like like Marcus said, this is draft season. People are starting Which, to overanalyze and nitpick. Okay, right, yeah, right, I right. guess back to that again, though. I mean, all, <laughs> but all the talk at the combine yeah. was if he runs in the four six range, it's not going to be a big right. deal. It's not going to hurt him. But he it was runs in the deal. four six range. Now it's a big deal, yeah. and he's going to fall <laughs> in the second round. Well, I think they were expecting. Uh, look, if you're going to run in that four six range that's fine but you got to show me other areas to be athletic whether it's the vertical whether it's he does the bench he has press. he has some short he's the short area quickness and i mean his i vert, like the short area quickness. his vert wasn't out of control but no. he's got long arms and a big body and he's he still wins that See, day, this so. is a fun time of the year it's when it's when the the national football league and real football and fantasy football are very close because these gms 
they're us right now. Okay, we have our tools. We have strength of schedule based on FPA. You know, we can look at tape. We have our tools. They have their tools. The scouting combine. Yeah. Uh, you know, they have the, the 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 pro days and that kind of thing. Right. They're 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 all just trying to make the 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 best possible position uh, decisions for their teams right now and. Some teams are a little bit down on Treadwell at this point. Yeah. There's going to be players that fantasy owners are a little bit down on as we get into the summertime. It's all the same. All right, very quickly, quarterbacks. Who has the best schedules? Tony Romo. Uh, and the Cowboys have the best schedule at quarterback, running back, and they're right up there near the top at wide receiver. Matt Stafford has a very favorable schedule. Do not want. Yeah, that's Boston not going to – See, like, like we were saying, <laughs> right. it's a piece of the puzzle. I'm not yeah. – this is not going to turn me into drafting Matt Eli Manning is right there. Aaron Rodgers with Jordy Nelson back, bounce back year. Even and he's though, got a top five. And he still had a good season yeah. last year, but yeah. he's got a top five easy schedule. I still love that. Rodgers, I mean, it was a down year for him, but he threw right. like 30-some touchdowns and yeah. eight interceptions. People were uh, like, oh, God. It was, right. it was a down Aaron Rodgers. Well, right. Teddy Bridgewater is tied there with Rodgers, although okay. I don't know who he's throwing the football to at this point. Uh, Jay Cutler's up there. Again, not a big fan. Kirk Cousins, though. Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco could end up being a pretty useful. You like that? I do like that. that. Joe Flacco could end up being a pretty useful matchup-based starter coming up next season. Favorable schedule. They add Mike Wallace. Steve Smith is back. Brashad Perriman, we hope, is going to be there. Hey, don't sleep on Kamar Aiken, man. Kamar Aiken is in there. That's for our boy Matt Francisco. They also have a a whole lot of decent tight ends with Ben Watson. So, you know, and who's the offensive coordinator there? Mark Trustman. So they could potentially uh, throw the football a little bit. Yeah, and their running game is questionable right now. Um, I'll tell you this, based off of what you just told me, I love Eli Manning. Kirk Cousins just outside of the top five at number six. Mm-hmm. Um, but Rodgers, though, a top five easiest schedule? He's on getting a, Jordy on a, Nelson back? On a revenge back? tour with Jordy that, Nelson back? That might make him the first. Oh, and Jared Cook? I think. I think. Uh, <laughs> Stop it, you. <laughs> If there was you had me rolling. I like your reaction. I know. That's why I slipped it in there. <laughs> James is getting all ready, all excited. And it is How many times does Jared, Jared Cook have to burn you before oh, you just, you know, man. wipe your hands of it? Man, this is the last this time. This is it. This is it. This is it. It's if, now or never. If Aaron Rodgers can't turn him into a usable fantasy asset, it's done. It's now or never. It's oh done. Oh, my gosh. You didn't believe in Jake Locker, huh? No. No, okay. All right. All right let's talk some running backs here. Yeah, please. Fabs, run us through the top of the list. Well, right at the top of the list, uh, whoever you think is going to be the starting quarterback, uh, uh, running back in, in Dallas, Alfred Morris, Darren McFadden, or maybe Ezekiel Elliott. How probably about, not. How about Derek probably Henry not. Top around too. Yeah. Uh, that could happen. Uh, Doug Martin's got a favorable schedule. Which, I like which that. Is good. Thomas Rawls. Uh, he's got some really easy matchups coming up. Amir Abdullah, uh, James and I did some stuff on NFL Now. Okay, Amir Abdullah, he's going to be in a committee. Boy, how things have changed with him. Rashad Jennings at number five, although the Giants could potentially draft a running back. Jeremy Langford at six. Hey, that that's real good news, but sure. do the Bears go after a running back in the draft? They will. Jonathan Stewart, and then DeMarco Murray at number eight. Ooh, I like That it. is going to help his value. <clears throat> uh, Peterson, nine. Lacey at ten. So Lacey's got a very good schedule, and he just dropped like 15 pounds. Another picture came out, guys. And, and he's in a contract, <laughs> <and> <laughs> a contract here. Right. Oh, but it was that so picture, James. Good. We were laughing about this. The picture, uh, I think it was from Jason Wilde. He's a W-I-L-D-E. He's a great beat reporter for the Packers, but uh, somebody had, like, tweeted it, and he quote tweeted it. But it's a picture of all the Alabama running backs, and, like, yeah. 
Eddie Lacy's a big guy. Yeah. Even he though is. he's trimming down. Right. He was standing next to Derrick Henry. Yeah, Derek I saw Henry this. I saw this. Made him look like a child. Well, it Derrick Henry was here on our Kansas. Yeah. Oh, we saw him. He was enormous. And you know, in that same photo, so we saw, you know, you know how Mark Ingram was looking at the national championship national championship game, and everyone was making fun of him about how he looked like Derrick Henry's little brother. He looks like he. I think he took that to heart, man. He's getting yoked up top. I re- honestly, I honestly think he read Twitter and was like, "Yo, bro, I got a lift like right he, now." Deep down inside, he had the crying Jordan. <laughs> also, I think he's had a couple shoulder injuries recently too, so maybe he's like, "I'm gonna beef up this upper body." Dude, I'm telling you, he hit but the yeah, protein d- shakes hard. No, so I, I'm gonna go back though for a second. Okay, he went through go. the list. Demarco Murray. Yeah. I mean, do you think he stays falls to the third? Does he, does he go in the second now? I mean, I just I'm scared. Let's say he I'm, goes. In, let's scared. say he goes in the second round. Is he still? Is is there value to be had there? I don't think he's going in the second round. No, he's got to go later, guys. I think he's got to go. All right, I, feel, I mean, I feel better. I'm just I'm just wondering if like this hype train is going to start rolling. I don't think it's a sl- if it's a hype train, it's slow. It's right. like a train being pulled by Mike Allstott or something. <laughs> Mike Allstott. <laughs> That you was, guys remember when he did that yes, back in the 90s? I do. <laughs> Mike Allstar was my favorite. Boy, I have no flex starter to play this week. I'll I'm, I'm going to plug him in and hope he scores I'll two touchdowns. Allstar gets in the touchdown. Right, exactly, yeah. exactly. Oh, dude, the neck roll was the best. Um, who is the starter, in your minds, very quickly, in Dallas? Right now, it's Alfred right Morris. Now. Uh, right now, it's Darren McFadden. Right me. now, it's Darren Oh, McFadden. I don't believe that. I, I mean, we'll see. I, I think Alfred Morris is All right. the guy. MG? Uh, does it matter? <laughs> Why? Because they're going to split. Ca- I mean, it literally is going to be. Is there enough? Okay, look, the, I'll say this. Dallas has the easiest FPA schedule for running backs based off 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, Dallas RB, fill in the blank, uh, will have an easy. Is there enough given the schedule and given the offensive line for both guys to eat? Um, no, no. I mean, they're both third running backs for me. On my run. Heck, I mean, maybe fourth for me. I I, I don't know. I'm afraid of the of the committee. I'm afraid of. Uh, well, if Derrick Henry ends up in Dallas, forget it. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, if they go and that's a mess. But it's... but just keep in keep in mind that if we're looking like dynasty leaguers or if we're looking a, a little bit ahead, you know, Alfred Morris is on a two year deal. McFadden, his last his last year uh, under contract is this year. Lance Dunbar. Is also he's there a one year deal he's, guy? He's also. There. Did you see the reports that he also tore his patellar tendon last? Nah, year? he's yeah, he's <laughs> and it's too bad because he was catching. Passes he was so like good last year last to start year. the season. He was right. Great, yeah, he was great. So um, even if the Cowboys have a committee this year, looking forward, if they draft one of these young running backs, look out. All right, uh, do want to very quickly talk about Amir Abdullah? I you do? I I, I came wow, on to NFL okay. now. I still said, believe. <clears throat> Yeah, I came on. Well, really? that's why I want to talk wow. about it because okay. I, I came on to NFL now um, yesterday, and basically said, "Look, uh, given his price, and I think he's going in the seventh or eighth round right now, uh, I don't want him. I really don't. Uh, I, I know that's not a heavy price to pay for a starting running back. I get that. I think the fumbling issues still concern me greatly. Um, if you were to basically uh, project out his fumbles, he had a fumble, not a fumble loss, but a fumble every other game." That's not good. Um, and given the given the carries I'm talking about, I was basically, uh, if, if you were to expect the guy to carry the ball, I don't know, 20 to 25 times uh, a game, it, it would basically be every other game you, you could expect to see Amir Abdullah drop the rock. That's not good. Um, I think Theo Riddick still being there 
takes away from one of the strengths that Amir Abdullah has, which is catching the ball out of the backfield. Mm. Um, I know that there's going to be a lot of folks still super high on Amir Abdullah. He's I see. I see. Let's, is. Let, let's, I mean, let's put together the reasons why we liked him last okay. year. Okay, Joyke Bell. We didn't know what his status was because he was coming off of the knee. Right. He he was he was probably on his last legs. Yeah. And now he's gone. We underrated Theo Riddick. Oh, a lot of people oh, underrated absolutely. Theo Riddick. Absolutely. And so Amir Abdullah looked like the guy. And then when we saw that Week One performance against the Chargers, bring it on. Everybody's just radar went nuts. Right. 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 Um. And then and then he fell off. You know. So. Now you've got Stephen Ridley, you've got Theo Rick, who was second in, in pass catching uh, in terms of receptions last year among running backs. Uh, this is this is probably a committee. This is probably a committee. MG, tell me why you believe. I still believe. I mean, I still believe that he is the guy they drafted to be their lead running back. And Theo Riddick is a nice number two. Stephen Ridley is a body. Stephen Ridley is a body. Right Former now. thousand yard rusher, right? Yeah, I but mean, he's, he's a body. Former thousand yard. No, I know, I know. <laughs> and he's he's not an old dude, and he's had basically right. two years to Stephen recover Rid- from the ACL. Stephen Ridley is a body. Okay. Max Zinner, what? Yeah. Okay. Well, he had a, <laughs> he had a really bad injury too. He did. I still think Amir Abdullah is that guy, and I think we've gotten to a point now where if you don't if you don't pop in your first year, then suddenly everybody thinks that you're just not going. I mean, I think Amir Abdullah is going to st- take a step forward this year. I okay. think Melvin Gordon is going to be better okay. in San Diego this year. I think there are a lot of these guys who we overhyped coming into last season, expecting huge things, and it didn't happen. And I'm still formulating this theory. Just, 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 just bear with me as I talk this out loud. Okay, but I mean, I'm almost wondering now. As the league transitions to a passing league more and more, are we going to start to see from running backs what we saw from wide receivers in the sense that wide receivers took two or three years to finally get going Okay, because teams didn't emphasize the passing game quite as much. Now that teams are de-emphasizing the run, is it going to take guys two or three years to really get going at the running back position? Because you're not going to come in as a running back and get 25 carries. Okay. You're not going to get those 30 touches. So now you've got to work your way in. So I still believe Amir Abdullah, like I said, Melvin Gordon, a lot of these guys who in the first year didn't do what we thought they were going to do okay. are going to start to get a little Where would you draft Melvin Gordon? Uh, I think if Melvin Gordon's still hanging around in like the sixth round, I'd definitely grab him. Wow. Uh, also, in working in Amir's favor, is that the offense in Detroit really settled uh, once Jim Bob Cooter took over about right. midseason. Old JBC. So the last eight games, Amir had four games with I'm over ten you. carries. He also had uh, three games with sixty plus yards. He only had two games with ten or more carries in the first eight games. None with sixty or more yards. So he started to get his touches, and now with Drake Bell out of the picture, because he shouldn't have been getting touches anyways last year. Love Drake Bell back in the day. He was washed last year. Uh, it could. He's not going to be dynamite, but if you're taking him as your third, fourth runner in the seventh round, I'm all about that. I'll Jim love Bob Cooter. He was in the Dukes of Hazard, right? Like <laughs> before he became an offensive coordinator. He was. He was a buddy of the of <laughs> Bo, and, Bo and Luke Duke. Didn't, I love that name. Didn't Joyke Bell tell us last year he was going to run for 1,600. 1,200. 1,200. That's what. Uh, yeah. yeah. Ouch. Uh, wide receiver. <clears throat> Fabs, walk us through who has the easiest wide receiver schedules. Well, again, uh, right up there near the top, the Dallas Cowboys. Sure. It's ridiculous. It really is uh, how favorable their schedule is, right. and, and we'll see if it pans out. But number one, if you needed another reason to draft Antonio Brown okay. uh, as the maybe third or fourth overall player, All right. he's got the easiest schedule. The easiest schedule among wide receivers. Uh, Dez is two. A.J. Green is three. And again, here here's the trend, right? It's the AFC North okay. players. Steve Smith Sr., Josh Gordon, or Brian Hartline, or whoever. OBJ at six, right? NFC East. Brandon Marshall, Jarvis Landry, uh, Deshaun Jackson, NFC East. 
And Alshon Jeffrey at number 10. Alshon's going to bounce back. He, I think he's going to have a huge year. For all intents and he purposes, so he's in a contract year. But when he played, he was good. Right. So we'll see. But and when he played, he got pummeled with targets from Cutler. Yeah. <laughs> like he literally got 11 right. or 12 targets yep. a game when he was healthy. Right. So, I mean, the there's a lot of big names in that top 10. A uh, lot of big names. The name I see there, too, uh, Dez Bryant. Uh, did want to talk about Dez. Mm-hmm. He had an off year last year, obviously. Oh, my he goodness. Had a, he, yeah. he was uh, Broke dealing his foot with injury. Week one. Right, exactly. Broke his foot week one. Somehow came back and played before Deshaun Jackson. Makes no sense, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but Dez Bryant, uh, where does he go in drafts? Is he going to fall to the second round? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's second round's the, not falling. That's yeah, not no, falling. I think, he's I think there. That's, that's about where he belongs. Yeah, that's okay. where he's going to go. Um, I would draft him ahead of Allen Robinson. Yes, I mean, just would you? On, I would, and I like Allen Robinson. I, would, I, I like I, Robinson's not scoring fourteen times again. I like a Rob a lot, but I agree. I would take I would take a healthy Des Bryant over Allen Robinson. No, no doubt. Uh, but a healthy Des Bryant with an unhealthy quarterback situation. Uh, the, listen, Romo's going to go in healthy. I, I mean, listen, <laughs> you know, it, hopefully the Cowboys do something to back him up, and they have to. Right? Uh, are they going to end up winning four games again if Romo can't stay healthy? But. He's broken the collarbone twice in what? Right, but months? he had, but he did have a procedure that is supposedly going to stabilize and strengthen that area, so he doesn't have that same issue again. We'll see what happens. I don't know, man. Uh, it, uh, a couple of different orthopedic doctors that I talked to basically said that's it's not likely that uh, him playing the so, game of football <laughs> it does not. So necessarily... you're, you're, you're you're telling me you don't believe in Kellen Moore, huh? <laughs> oh my. Goodness. Well, I guess that's I guess that's the question mark here for Des Bryant. If you were to tell me. Uh, Tony Romo was going to play 15 four, or 14, 15 games. Of, I'm, I'm all in on Des Bryant. I'm all in on Des Bryant. Um, I just don't see that happening. Um, and the backup quarterback situation there in Dallas scares the living bejesus out of me. Oh, yeah. Yep. So and that's why I would take – I would much rather have an Allen Robinson. Mm-hmm. To me, I'm still going Des. I, I think I have Des one spot ahead of A-Rob. Okay. So. All right. Yeah. All right. How about at the tight end position? Tight ends at, at number one is uh, Travis Kelsey. How about that? Travis Kelsey, who, I mean, if you look at his numbers last year, you're thinking, oh, yeah, a pretty good season. But he was so inconsistent. Yeah. He drove you absolutely nuts. Now, I'll give you the top guys at Kelsey. Greg Olson is two. Austin Safarian Jenkins is three. Oh, boy, here we go. Alex Galhart. Jared Cook is number four. But <laughs> Kobe Fleener at five. I'm telling you right now, Kobe Fleener is going to be one of the best draft values in fantasy football at tight end. Interesting. Six, Ryan Griffin, no one's drafting him. Seven, Antonio Gates. Eric Ebron at eight. Jacob Tammy at nine. Virgil Green at ten, because we don't know who the Broncos tight end. But at the end, at okay. the bottom is where it gets interesting. Darius Green's got the hardest schedule. I don't care. I'm still drafting him. I love him. Rob Gronkowski, second hardest. Don't care. Doesn't I'm still matter. drafting him. Right. Tyler Eifert has got the fifth hardest. Interesting. And Gary Barnage. The Barnyard Dog? Has the sixth hardest. So no! I, so the, the, there is some. No! You know, there's some tough schedules for some of our bigger names, but overall, that tight end position is loaded, and last year we were saying it was anemic. So we'll see where that falls in 2016. So I have I have a question, though. Yeah. Like, we were disparaging Jared Cook. Then the next name on that because list. Because it's Jared Cook! Now, hold on. The next name on that list is Kobe Fleener. <laughs> Kobe Fleener was a top 10 tight end just two years ago. Last year, his quarterback was out for all. Yeah, uh, Kobe Fleener's also been terrible for four years. I, wait wait a minute. He, no, he, he, He's been bad. Two years ago, he had real good numbers. No, real good numbers. He, he had eight touchdowns. He, yeah, that anybody can fall ass over yeah. okay, tea kettle and uh, okay. eight touchdowns. So, so wait, so he's not better than Ben Watson? 
He's not uh, better no. than Ben oh, Watson. Ben Watson's a better player. Oh, better no, player no, 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 yes. no. Kobe, Kobe the, the Saints have had a top 10 fantasy tight end for five straight years. I know Jimmy Graham was one of them. Watson did it last the, year. Fleener will do it this the year. The opportunity is there. I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying that the opportunity is also going to be there for Jared, Jared Cook, Cook to be Jermichael Finley 2.0, who, <laughs> when he would have been healthy, was a top five tight end. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, Situations are, we, are there. Are but we really debating Jared, Jared Cook, Cook versus Kobe? I just wanted to throw it out there. <laughs> Is this happening? I just wanted to throw it out there because they're both like big, talented guys who've never achieved <laughs> their potential. Now, now you know we're Fle- talking about Fleener had almost 800 football. yards and eight touchdowns two years ago, and last year his quarterback was hurt. Now you know we're talking about. I mean, this. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm Welcome just- to the podcast, folks. So <laughs> I like him, dude. I, I like Fleener a lot in New Orleans. Oh, I like him. A I lot. love I love his opportunity, but I I do not like the player. Hey man, let's get to some mailbag questions. Let's do it. All right, the first one from Michael Donovan. Uh, great Twitter handle. MD in MD. I'm assuming he's in Maryland. Uh, hashtag fantasy mailbag. Which second year player should we expect the biggest improvement from and target? In our drafts, That's which second-year player? Yeah, see, to me, I, there, there's. I, I'm not sure yet because I got to see what happens in the draft. The, do the Bears continue to ride? Well, who do you Jeremy like Langford? right now? Who do you like right I mean, now? Like Thomas Rawls, you know. Okay. Obviously, I like him. Uh, the second-year wide receivers. If you think about it, we don't know yet. So I, I love Devontae Parker. Very few of them played as rookies. Right, exactly. Uh, Kevin White was hurt. Rashad Perriman was hurt. Okay. We, we had a lot of guys that were injured. I love Parker though. And Marcus Mariota, if the Titans do right by him in the draft, I'm telling you right now he's got a chance to be a top 10 fantasy quarterback next year. All right, there you go. No question. Wiz? I mean, it depends, like, what we want to say. Like, I think Amari Cooper is going to be great. Todd Gurley is going to make a jump. Like, okay. we have, we're thinking about him at 101. <coughs> Excuse me. Otherwise, I still don't mind uh, Amir Abdullah, like we were talking about. And uh, somebody to keep an eye on, Sneaky. We we mentioned Doriel Greenbeckham. I really like him. Yeah. But Ty Montgomery for the Packers, if he's able to get right because he had a pretty bad injury, before he, he messed up his ankle, he was starting to come on and yeah. get and surpassing Devontae Adams for Big targets. physical guy. Man. So you're not into like, Jeff Janice and Aberderis. I was say, like what, what happened to Jeff Janice, man. man? We're talking second-year players, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I mean, but I'm saying, but he's going to impact time on There's Montgomery's so targets. There's so many guys right now. Green Bay. I'm, I'm just saying he's, he's one to watch. Um, other than those other guys that I said. And also, another name, we'll get to him a little later, Clive Walford in yeah. the oh, Oakland yeah. offense. Deep sleeper. Give me Clive. I love me some Clive Walford. Bonnie and Clive Walford? Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Bonnie and Clive Walford. I love, love it. it. Um, all right, next mailbag question. You got mail, baby! <laughs> <laughs> what is this Twitter? Narkees Lay? I liked it. And, and it's at Brett Gnarly. Brett Gnarly. What? This guy's this guy's winning Twitter, dude. He's having I some like fun it. on Twitter. I like it. Um, he asks, Kevin White, keeper slash draft value heading in. Very open-ended question. Yeah, that's uh, very open-ended. I mean, I think he's a guy, draft value-wise, you can you can wait until the mid-rounds to get him just because, I mean, you want to talk about another guy who... He's going double digits. Another, another second-year player who was an yeah. unknown quantity because right. he didn't step foot on the field at all. I mean, right. the hope being, one, he's completely healthy, but that Alshon Jeffrey on the other side draws so much attention away from him that he gets a lot of one-on-one matchups. Now, uh, I know that you know our own Maurice Jones-Drew says he's not quite so big on Kevin White, thinks he was sort of a one-year wonder at West Virginia. but He's a physical freak, though. That's the thing. 
is that, I mean, I think pairing him with Alshon, two really big receivers, yeah. I think is a plus. So I think, you know, I think if you can wait till, like you said, maybe the, the double-digit rounds to, to pick him up. I think keeper, I don't know that I would, you know. Depends on how many keepers, but I, right. yeah, I, don't, like, I, don't, I don't know that I would hold on. He's to not him. on the top of my list, let's put it that way. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. All right, next mailbag question. Mail it in! Mail it in! All right. Kai Jenia? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> at NFL Fantasy, of the wide receivers on new teams, who offers the best value? Wide receivers on new teams, best value. Hmm. That's a good question. Yeah, that's interesting. I think off the top of my head right now, I'd probably lean Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones! I'm not going to reach, like, super high for him or anything. No. But uh, I'm not a fan of Mohamed Sanu in Atlanta. No. And no. Uh, some of the other top guys stayed put, so I think I'd, uh, I'd probably well, – Travis you, Benjamin? You remember, wide receiver was – The free agent uh, class of wide receivers was not – It was not, not huge good. to begin not with. Not all that great. Not great. Not so, so I'd have to agree. Um, it's either Travis Benjamin or Marvin Jones, right? Yeah. I, well, I mean, Marvin Jones could potentially step – I don't think he will, but be the one there. I think it's going to be Golden Tate. No, but, Tate's, Tate's the one. But – Marvin Jones is going to have uh, ample opportunities. Let's just put it that way. Like I said, he's on my very early list for potential uh, March to 1100 guys. Very yeah. early. Oh man, I got to see what they do in the draft. Start out here, huh? I want to see what they. I got to see. I love you. Go to the Cal well for it, James. That'd be awesome. <laughs> but I, I generally have not. I mean, no, know, this, this would be the first this one. This would be the first one. This would be the first. I know. So, so I'm saying I'd like. To, I'd like to see it. I know. I know. I'll be pulling for him hard. Uh, all right. So let's go. Uh, SP5. Oh, actually, give me that sounder. You've got mail. SP5, uh, at shadow underscore 579. What's the 579? Anybody? Area code? Area code knows. No, I know. Well, what, where is it? Uh, let's go to the Google. All right. Uh, you go search for that. I'll read the question. At Alex Gilhart, what's happening with Arian Foster? I have him in a keeper league. It's yeah. Quebec. It's is Quebec. It, if that's hey. where he's from. Nice. Okay. Maybe, I, maybe, maybe he just likes 579. I, I have Arian Foster in our Dynasty League, and I would like to know, too. I, he's not going <laughs> to sign with the team until – I mean, probably right around training camp, maybe a little before, because uh, he doesn't want to sign with the team until he can show that he's 100%. Teams aren't going to take a chance on a running back, despite his talent, that has had so many injuries over the last two years. Mm -hmm. But I will tell you this, wherever he signs, he could really wreck somebody's value. Oh, Like, sure. for example, say that he goes to Seattle. Let's say he goes to Oakland. I mean, ugh. I, so, and, and this is something that can happen now. To, look, Right now, as we as we stand, yeah. I would say the only team that desperately needs a running back is Miami. And you can even argue, if you like Jay Ajayi, that's not the case. Wherever these running backs go, wherever a guy like Arian Foster signs, that's going to blow up that backfield a little bit. Like I so, said, I'd love to see Arian Foster go to the Colts. I would. I think I think he and I think he and Frank Gore can. Man, that would be like wow, the, the oldest the, running would, back. Right, it would be. The no, no, it would be pretty good. No, it'd be, be good for both of them, though. See, I was thinking Denver, but now that they re-sign Hillman, I don't yeah. see that happening. Barf, by the way. Yeah, I know. Why? Denver, why? Well, they needed to back up uh, CJ. With Ronnie Hillman? <laughs> yeah, but now they're, they're going to get Hillman. You know, we're going to get six games of Hillman getting 15 carries. I know. And CJ Anderson owners are going to be shouting at the, the heavens, and why? it's going to be all this again. Uh, but, yeah, I'd love to see Aaron Foster go to the Colts. That'd be cool. Uh, how about uh, – give me another mail sounder. Get that sandwich out of your pie hole and listen up, maggot. It's time for mail call. Riley Moreau at Riley Moreau. Very innovative. Uh, is <laughs> no Devontae, nonsense. I like that. I like it. I, uh, it's very straightforward. Is Devontae, I'm assuming he's talking about Devontae Freeman. Freeman, considered a safe RB1? Got him as a keeper, so should I pursue receivers? Okay, safe? 
safe, RB. Nothing is safe in fantasy football. Had we not learned anything from last year? Well, I think what he's asking really is what is happening in that backfield because as good as Devontae Freeman was, a lot of his value was predicated on the early season touchdowns. The, on three games the rampage where, had, where he, he went nuts. Crazy. He still scored yeah. Kevin double, he still scored double digit points in almost every game he was the starter for. No, no, he which did. is which is our barometer. And him, I thought he looked good. Him finishing number one overall is predicated on those ten touchdowns right. in three games or whatever. But he was still a very good running back the whole, for the whole season until he got his concussion. Um, I, and I'm going to say, like, guessing, because he's asking, he's got him as a keeper. Yeah. He's not giving up a huge pick for that guy, unless it's depending on where they finish and exactly. not where you drafted him. Right. But so if it's where you drafted him, because I'm guessing you took him in, like, round 8 Late. to 12 right. somewhere. Hold on absolutely. to him. Keep him. Hold forever. on to him. <laughs> and go get yourself a wide receiver at the at the beginning of that draft. Let's sure. focus on the first part of the question, though. A safe RB1, because Tevin Coleman lurks. He lurks. Uh, it, he is Tevin Coleman is a guy that the current management did draft. Uh, they liked Tevin Coleman a lot, and Tevin Coleman did look good in the in the first game that in the game and a half that he played. Um, I guess that is, uh, in my mind, I think that's what he's asked. Yeah, it is. I, I I agree with that, but I also think that right now, after what Devontae Freeman did last season, that he's ahead of Tevin Coleman. I mean, I just think yeah. how how do you take a right. guy who was as good as Freeman was all year? And suddenly tell him, "Hey, bud, you're uh, you're in a competition now." Yeah, like, just, I I think it's his job. Just just keep in mind, and uh, I wrote a column on this, you know, fantasy points per touch. Yeah. And last year he was 15th, which is you know middle of the road for the top 32 uh, running backs. He averaged over a fantasy point per touch during that four game stretch where he scored nine touchdowns. Okay. In the 11 games, uh, other All than those, right. he averaged 0.52, and not good. 0.52 wouldn't even get him into the top 40. So, so just keep that in mind. When you when you have a player who broke out, and Freeman was great. I had him last year. He was great. But when they've got like a three or four game ridiculous stretch, it's the same thing as Doug Baldwin. Doug Baldwin's not doing that again, my friends. He's not doing that again. He's not scoring 14 touchdowns again. That concerns me just a little bit. I still say he's a late first round, early second round pick. Okay. But you're right. Tevin Coleman does loom. And Freeman maybe nicks up his ankle in a game. Coleman comes in and blows up and has a great game. Right. Then all of a sudden you're freaking out. Sure. He, he but be, because of what the running back position is, he's still going to go top fifteen. Okay. Would you agree with that, Price Jack? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I'm uncomfortable with it. I'm not too concerned about his his fantasy point per touch dipping because like he he did score his touchdown in bunches. Those are fickle beasts. Yeah. And he was only one of a handful of running backs that had over 300 touches too. So to get that kind of volume and still produces it, it's obviously going to suffer like fantasy point per touch. And let's not forget, Matt Ryan was terrible last year, and that offensive line was nothing to write home to mom about. <laughs> so now they've, now they've got uh, Sanu, and hopefully they draft another wide receiver. Like Alex things, Mack? Things could open up a little bit. Mack, like, yeah, they're, they, things could help him out a little bit. So I agree with that. I, I, like, I you see, like Fab that. said, nothing is safe, but late first round, like, you should be okay with that. All right, next mail question, please. Get that sandwich Doubled out of up your on this pie one. hole and listen up, maggot. It's a good it's one, though. It's time for mail it is. call. It is. Neil Dutton asks, any thoughts on Clive Walford? All right, go ahead, Gellhart. It's all about Going you. Into the news. It's all about you. I, well, Neil Dutton, also friend of the program, and Marcus, you and I have both been on his podcast as yes, well, right? Yes, uh, the MDDF, Mains and Dutton Talk Football. Uh, they are friends, football, uh, friends across the pond who are big uh, NFL fans. Oh, is that right? Yep. That's uh, awesome. So I, and Dutton discuss football. Big podcast. Uh, Cl- Clive Walford's really interesting because he came out of Miami last year. He's a big athletic tight end. 
didn't do a lot in his first year in Oakland, but like as we always say, tight ends don't do a lot in year one. However, uh, he seems to be getting the hype moving forward oh, this yeah. year. He's developed. Oh, yeah. Now you got Cooper, Crabtree, maybe another running back in That's the right. back. It's He's obviously not going to be – like I'm not picking him to go like obviously he's finishing the top ten immediately, but he's a guy that you could easily take a shot on late in rounds. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, very end of the draft and uh, hopefully get some decent returns out of him. Here's – I like his ability. I like his talent. I, I have been burned by Raiders tight ends in the past. Like, I was driving the Brandon Myers train a few years ago. Remember, then, you remember Ricky Dudley? And la- oh, I remember him? Ricky Dudley. Yeah. yeah. And, right. then, <laughs> and then, like, last year I tried to get on board with the whole Michael Rivera thing, and then Clive Walford started to pop up. And what has concerned me about Clive Walford this year? All right. You know, it's, maybe it's just draft rumblings, but talk that maybe they look at Austin Hooper out of Stanford as another tight end. Oh. So, again, do that, it, guys. that could just be a rumor. That could just be smoke. But I, I like Walford's ability. I just right. wonder about his opportunity. So, and, and No, you're right. Because, I mean, with, uh, with Cooper and Crabtree and Latavius Murray, the, how many opportunities uh, will, will Clive Walford get? But I, I'll tell you this. The quarterback situation, they're obviously vastly improved. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's going to be a lot of touchdowns being scored, I believe, uh, in the Oakland offense. Clive Walford could be a beneficiary of that. There's no question about it. I, I love the talent level, too. I love the talent level from Clive Walford. So uh, it's not bad. All right, let's get Daily Daps and get out of here. Let's do it. Extra, extra, read all about it. This is the day. Daps and hook. Give me daps because I be scribbling right. Give me dabbing up daps about daps Daily Dap time. Uh, we shall start with Michael Fabiano. What's up? Well, since I haven't been here for a little bit, yeah, uh, well, I'm with you, pal. You guys for kicking butts and taking names over the last several weeks. But I want to congratulate my uh, my friends, the the Bella Twins, and the the entire Garcia family. There is a new reality TV show coming out on E called Total Bellas. Total Bellas. So it's kind of a spinoff of Total Divas. Okay. So Kathy is their mom. She's in it with John Laurinaitis who a lot of WWE fans remember from his days from uh, being the Raw GM and People Power, great guy. Uh, JJ and his wife uh, are going to be on it as well. That's uh, Nikki and Bree's brother. So congratulations to them. Uh, Brian's going to be on there. Brian Danielson, as you know, uh, Daniel Bryan. John Cena's going to be on there as well. So uh, congratulations to those guys, and hopefully the show does uh, very well. They're very big Eagles fans in that family. All right. Big Eagles fans. Marcus Grant. Uh, I'm staying with the TV theme, and I want to daily dap the second season of Better Call Saul. And I think, yeah. I think I didn't, wait, I didn't see yesterday. I'm not, no. not, not going to – I won't spoil but anything. It has been great. I won't spoil yes. anything. I think, and I think Alex, you might have dapped it at the start of the season. Now I think that, I dapped uh, it a couple times. It, it, uh, <laughs> the, season, the season finale was last night. I watched it. It was fantastic. Um, you know, you're still, you're still waiting to see – when and how Jimmy McGill becomes Saul Goodman, but uh, all the pieces seem to be falling into place, and uh, yeah. I am I am itching to see yeah, what happens in season. That's like three. the first thing I'm going to do when I go home is like watch that. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to see it. Wizkid, what's up? Uh, well, as I mentioned off the top, I was at Coachella this past weekend, which was a lot of fun. Not my scene. I think I might be one and done at Coachella, but okay, I did fulfill a lifelong goal of seeing Guns N' Roses play live, and they were fantastic. Uh, they were mixed reviews, but I thought they were great. Axel took a couple songs to warm up. They played for like two and a half hours. Uh, they brought out Angus Young for a couple songs. Which they was played for two and a yeah. half hours. Axel, R- Axel Rose is going to be the lead singer for ACDC. Yep, yep. yep. exactly. That yep. was rumored. Because uh, yeah. Brian Johnson's voice is has some issues, so... 
his doctors told him to stop. So actually, uh, Axel Rose is going to fill in, which is awesome. And then also uh, LCD Sound System. It was kind of a Coachella of reunions. Uh, they got back together, and man, were they awesome Friday night. So daily daps to them and the people at Coachella. Even There's also a small NWA reunion. Uh, there was a little bit. Was there? Right. Yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, Ren and Yella came Yellow out, and then O'Shea Jackson Jr. came out too. Dre did not make an appearance, but <laughs> all right, uh, they came. O'Shea out, so Jackson uh, is going to end up being in our celebrity league, I think. This ah. season. well, he did show senior, up on the show. Senior it was great. or junior? Junior. 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 All right, uh, I, I got two. Uh, the first one, music related. Illmatic came out April nineteenth, uh, nineteen ninety four. Twenty two years uh, to the day today. Uh, Illmatic, one of the best rap albums of all time, in my mind, anyways, uh, by Nas. Which is why I have no idea what that is. <laughs> I will say, though, about a year and a half ago, uh, yeah. Nas was on tour. He was promoting the documentary Time is Illmatic, which is kind of about him growing up in, in Queens and, yeah. and and what led to the album. The QB. So not only did they screen the documentary, but then he came out afterwards and performed the entire Illmatic album from start to finish. Whoa. That Ooh. was amazing. Hello. Give me some of that. Um, I also loved it. Uh, it was a couple albums later, but Stillmatic was also very good. Very good. One of my uh, one of my all-time favorites. Uh, no question about it. Uh, I will also give a sports-related dap um, to Seth Wickersham. Uh, he's an ESPN senior writer. And I know we don't uh, necessarily dap a lot of uh, our cohorts across different platforms, but that's okay. Seth Wickersham wrote an unbelievable profile piece on Robert Kemdiche. Um, and I thought it was really good. Oh, I saw people talking about that on Twitter yesterday, but I didn't get a chance to read it. It was good. It's Seth Wickersham. Uh, it's at Seth Wickersham. Is by this the where the whole Kim Diche wants a Panther thing yes. started? Okay. Yes. By the way, so Robert <laughs> Kim Diche said he wants to buy a Panther. <laughs> don't don't do it, Robert. What don't. could go wrong? What could go wrong? Don't. Yeah. Typically, when people like house wild animals, it it, it goes. What a Panther, bro! <laughs> it's a Panther, bro. Just go see the Jungle Book instead, Robert. Just oh, go see that. Now, okay, so that's the headline, right? That's the headline that Robert Camdiche wants a Panther. Okay, but when you get to the meat of the actual profile piece, very interesting, dude. A philosophical thinker. An unbelievable athlete. Uh, but you kind of get a sense of, of what he's kind of had to go through. He's very self-aware guy, Robert Kim DJ is. And, um, and again, I know we hear a lot about the draft process being a little bit weird. And, uh, and I think uh, the writer, Seth Wickersham, and Robert Kim DJ uh, do a good job of explaining why it is such a weird process and how a lot of these questions uh, that these prospects get – it would just not be cool in like a regular professional setting. So, but yeah, it's a, it's a really uh, interesting piece. I I highly recommend uh, that you go to ESPN and, uh, and read the piece. It's really, really good. All right. So there you go. That's our show for today. For the Kid from Wisconsin, James Go here with Marcus Grant and Michael Fabiano. We appreciate you listening. We'll see you. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. 
Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.